Sweet. Well, I just hit record, so let's rock and roll. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, actually, I should have asked this before we hit record, Simon, is it Beast? Is that how I say it? It is based. Based. Yeah, it is, uh, it is the, the, the Danish word for beast, so... You know, potato, potato, but uh, still different. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the the Danish derivement of beast or brute, and it is pronounced based. We we'll probably spell it like b a s e d or something. That is not probably the closest. But we've had a lot of people coming to ask, "How do you pronounce it?" And then they spit on us completely, and then we are like. It's not in that way, but you can do it anyhow you want. You know? <laughs> Always be humble. <laughs> exactly. Well, the Danes, I imagine, from what I've heard, you guys are great at humility, like being humble. Uh, we try. Yeah. Try. Yeah. And then we go home for ourselves and, and rage out completely. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. I believe we're kind of like, I, w- I would say, yeah, we're humble, but we can also be kind of reserved, I guess so. Um you know, it's it's the dark north, and uh, people are quite introvert, I guess so. But mm-hmm. it's it's cozy up here. It's hüglit, as we say in Denmark. Wow. Okay. I remember reading or seeing a, a thing about a chef, uh, mm-hmm. a Michelin-starred chef. I believe it was mm-hmm. in Denmark. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he does it anymore, but he was struggling with this cultural norm to like stand out and become ahead of the pack in the culinary scene because apparently that's not something that you do. No, that's probably yeah. We we have the, the we have something called the law of Yante, which is kind of like the basic rules that you you can't stand out. You can't do something else if you try to derive from the norm. You you're a bit of a weirdo, and um, but um, it's it you always have positive and negative things, and mostly is you you know it's it's a bit of a. Yeah, a negative thing. We've also recognized the law of Jante. People are can seem quite uh, conservative, and uh, especially when you're a death metal band, um, uh, and to reach that point that we have done, we have uh, we have reached um, uh, some kind of a, like a, a, a mainstream. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, status in 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 the in the country in in Denmark, and the people seem in, in, on the scene seem to have kind of a problem with it. I guess it's like the true um, <laughs> concept with it. You, if you're death metal, you're just you have to keep in the underground, and if you get up, you're a bit of a poser, I guess. So, um, so yeah, it's that's kind of an example for that, I guess. So. But um, we're we kind of doesn't care, and uh, we just enjoy uh, the ride right now and uh, the success uh, around the band. So um, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Speaking of success around the band, you guys release on March fifth via Century Media Records a new album called Necro Sapiens, and exactly. yeah. So everybody who is tuning in right now are being joined by Simon, who is going to be sharing with us more information about this stellar release. I've actually got the music video right now for uh, Genesis up. I'm watching you guys rock out. I'm looking at the gear. I'm going, oh, sweet, sexy guitar amps and drums. 
Now, something, yeah, <laughs> something you mentioned uh, that I know I've heard before from uh, some hardcore metalheads, which is yeah. what you mentioned. You, you have to stay underground. You can have success in the underground, and that's okay. But you know, when you become Metallica, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, hold on a second, you're not metal anymore. So it's. Kind of interesting. What's that like as you're burgeoning, I guess, out from the underground and starting to get some international acclaim? Um, I guess we from from the start we we set some pretty ambitious goals, uh, and uh, we wanted to do this as a serious business. We wanted to play shows. We wanted to play big shows. We wanted to play live outside of Denmark. Uh, abroad and we set us up a goals from the start that if we didn't reach uh, out uh, abroad from the Danish borders um, and, and play live gigs outside the Danish borders I believe we set a timeline for th- like three years we would uh, stop the project kind of like I don't know if we did or anything like that but uh, I think we have had some pretty high expectations and and uh, ambitions um, with the music. Of course, uh, you always have to keep humble. When you're out there, you meet a lot of people uh, you have to work with. And uh, if if you're an arrogant idiot, you won't be able to work with these guys. So we, of course, we are ambitious, but that doesn't mean we aren't humble as well. And we are just happy to work together with the, uh, and be able to work together with these uh, these people as well. I don't know what the thing is about. Like, I think I think there's like been a bit of a tough guy culture. I don't know, or a bit of like uh, a bit of conservative view in 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 the in the underground metal scene. I don't know. There's always been this true pronoun. I don't know, and and this being. Poser, I don't know. Um, I think it's a bit bullshit, you know. I, I think you have to be ambitious about what you're doing with your music, and if you want to, at least. And uh, to gain success for that, uh, yeah, you just have to repay respect. People have done a lot of work with it and within it, and are taking it pretty serious. So um, I think it's. A bit bullshit when when <laughs> when people like come come down from the pedestal. But I don't know if it's if it's a matter of envy or jealousy or anything like that. Um, I I don't uh, look at people as that simple. But sometimes I I, I doubt. Uh, I have my doubts. But um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just enjoying. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, something that I noticed immediately. Uh, and I apologize, Simon, I did not listen to the back catalog, uh, but the production level on this record is, is very polished, especially for a death metal band. It's incredibly polished, I would say. Yeah, yeah, you can say so. Um, at least uh, from the uh, from the other albums, uh, it, it is pretty polished. I would say it's it's more organic. Um, it's played live. We've used the same uh, producer throughout the, all the three albums, and uh, he's kind of. We met the guy Andres. He's called. He, he's he's a very talented guy as well, a kind of new guy to the scene, and has a a love for for the death metal sound, but all kinds of death metal sound. He has 
he he's the more like uh, into some straight um, treble dry driven uh, uh, technical stuff, um, such as bands such as Kralis and uh, Artificial Brain and and stuff like that. And um, in this particular incident, we went to the studio and recorded the whole album live, and we wanted to put uh, the bus saw. HM2 sound a bit away uh, or behind in the uh, in the soundscape to gain more uh, 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 space for uh, a defined guitar tone um, to yeah to to shine some more melodic stuff I guess so so uh, I, I definitely think you're right it's it's a bit more polished than the other uh, um, than other death metal albums would be but it is to create more space for for the melody and uh, to make it more airy and to shine out that it's a more it's a band playing live together yeah uh-huh. well that's mm-hmm. that's cool i was not expecting actually that it would be done live off the floor um mm. is that just how you guys prefer to do it is that how he prefers to do it it is uh, it has become the way the preferred way uh, to do it the two other albums we did layer by layer, um, but um, it, it just feels kind of empty and numb to go out and listen to some drums and, and listen intensely to some drums. I think it's more fun um, and more interesting to go into the studio and like piece together this song and, and play it uh, a couple of times and then go out and listen to the, the whole product uh, from the start. You know, you can, you can get a... a, a bigger overview of, of all the details and, and to see like maybe we should do something else and I I was play, playing long like a bit off here or we should do something else and also like the whole product in, in itself sometimes it's it's charming to listen to the flaws in the music it makes it more organic as I said but also dynamic uh, as well and I think it does something to music when you play together live uh, and also does something to the recordings at least uh, so it has definitely become um, the preferred way for us and we'll definitely do it again in this way uh-huh. um, absolutely yeah well I mean it shows you guys yeah. can play not a whole lot of death metal bands can play <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> How can you guys play so fast? Because we can't actually play. And, um, because um, <laughs> we've rehearsed a lot and, uh, and we're we're quite good at what we're doing. We're not trying to do any tricks or do something too fast. Um, I mean, we're not these kind of like very technical, um, uh, brutal, uh, 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 like um, trigger-based band. We play um, as... Uh, we are able to, and uh, nothing under, nothing over. Um, everything is performed with uh, with our <laughs> talent. <laughs> as a, so, I'm I'm glad you 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 say it's it's like as as far as 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 I uh, hear you saying, it's 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 uh, we're playing technically quite good, mm-hmm. and we've also done an effort to play good <laughs> yeah well because it's something you mentioned you know was um 
prior to that, you know, going above the underground sort of thing. And when I think of an underground band, I think of sabotaging the production level of a recording intentionally so that you could stay. The word sabotage kind of comes to mind. Like, oh, we could be successful, but let's sabotage, I don't know, the writing so that it's not as good of a song. Let's sabotage the production level. But you guys aren't sabotaging anything. You're just, you know, doing, doing your thing. Yeah. We're just playing. We're just doing our thing, yeah. And and you know, trying different things. You know, um, it was the first time we tried playing uh, the album live. We were kind of like we're a live band. We love playing live, and we have played tons of, of, of live concert. But what we have had as an issue was that um, we wanted to uh, pro- to um, uh, project the live sound, the live energy. Uh, into a uh, a record uh, as well, so we kind of like went with that idea and um, and and uh, wanted to play it live. Usually, the guitars used to play live, and and they kind of like got into that idea that the whole band should have played live. We're not the first band who does that. Uh, Mishuka has does it. Uh, a lot of other bands, you know, in, back in the times, uh, were playing it together in. In um, in the studio, um, so I think there's a charming way of doing that, and and I guess like, of course, I, I don't want to put down the the underground because every scene has its underground, and it couldn't remain without an underground scene. So uh, it's not that I'm 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 not fond of the underground, but sometimes it's it's like uh, it's. There are made up certain dogmas and, and rules that like how this culture should be and should act within the environment. And, and I do not agree <laughs> with that way of thinking. Uh, I yeah. think it's quite unnuanced. Um, yeah. But yeah. Cause I, the way I always kind of felt about it and still feel about it, mm-hmm. Simon, is mm-hmm. obviously you start underground because no one knows who you are. But then you... Exactly. You work your way out of that and you become above ground. It's like a transition, but kind of like you'd mentioned, there becomes dogmas and rules that like, whoa, 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 go, go above? No, no, you got to stay down here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, it, sometimes it's just not uh, in our control. Sometimes, you know, uh, uh, metal music and the metal scene is quite uh, um, leaded by its fans as well. Uh, at least just as much as the music and the bands just leads it. But uh, the, the fans definitely also have something to say. And I would say that that might be the most important thing about the environment as well. Mm-hmm. And of course the play between that. Um, so, so yeah. <laughs> and then this, uh, I'm watching a music video for Genesis. I love that you and the guitar player have the same shoes. Hashtag besties. Uh, at least yeah. it looks like it. Is this the gear that you guys went into the studio with? Uh, some of it, I think. Yeah, I think uh, the, mostly. Yeah, the the drum set definitely. Yeah, it's it's a Yamaha, I, I believe so. That we also put in, and uh, I believe that uh, the guitarist uses, uh, I believe, a Gibson B. Uh, I don't know if it's the white one from the 80s he uses or the black one that he is using. 
I don't remember, but yeah, usually it's it's that um, it's those instruments. We used uh, a couple of other amps uh, in the studio, um, and and also did some some um, yeah some hybrids as well. Um, the guys, the, especially the guitarists, are are happy to to like fuse uh, kind of uses di- different kinds of amps uh, and their sound together uh, to make it more interesting. Um, so, but. Mostly of, of, of yeah, of what you see in the video is, is us. And I believe there's also another video, uh, the Beat Hook Massacre. That's actually a, a recording of us recording that song in the studio, uh, the Beat Hook Massacre. Um, I, I think it's a way of, of, uh, of seeing more of the gear there. But that's actually us recording the, 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 yeah, the song uh, in, in that video. I am watching it right now as soon as I can skip this ad. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I, I have skipped the ad. Here we are. Boom, the lights are going. Pro Tools is on. You are singing into an RE20. Now, that is a broadcast microphone that I should be using right now, but I'm not. So, I guess take us through the use of the um, was Electro Harmonics RE20. Is that how you sound best, that microphone? Sorry. Uh, the, excuse me? The microphone that you're using, the vocal microphone, is an RE20, which is a unique microphone for a vocalist to be using. I think so. I think the the producer used uh, or ch- chose that. <laughs> I'm not so familiar with the with the, the use of of microphones. Uh, as that. I, th- I think it was set up in the studio from the start. No, no I believe it's, it's actually our producer's <laughs> Uh, at that probably yeah um, it was a quite nice uh, microphone <laughs> at, it, uh, it does its job so that's for sure do you do you have really do you have like a live microphone that you use that you need to use or it doesn't matter yeah I use an audix usually uh, an audix uh, wireless uh, microphone um, for the live um, I'm a bit on a look, it's it's a bit old. It's been used for quite some time now. So, uh, but I'm I'm pretty satisfied with it. Um, I got it cheap, <laughs> cheaper than it actually was. But it's it's kind of like an expensive. But um, usually, I went from uh, from Shure, you know, the typical uh, live uh, microphone, and. Uh, a guy came to me, like a sound guy. He, he said, "Like you should try this uh, instead." I was experiencing a bit like a, a, a noisy frequency doing the live, and he said, "Like you should use this for uh, this microphone instead." Uh, so I'm using an Audix right now. Okay, perfect. I love this comment on the music video. Somebody said that vocalist is apparently really scared of losing his headphones. <laughs> I guess so. Or I was. Like trying to, uh, it, it wasn't a very good pair of headphones, um, <laughs> I remember. So I was trying to push it into my ears so there wouldn't be a lot of noise outside. But mm-hmm. I also think it's just a, I think it's, it's you know, um, I, I think it's just something I do uh, not intentionally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just to take, you know. Okay. Yeah. Simon, big question for you. Yeah. Third album. What were you guys going for when you wrote this album? 
I think um, we we were trying to look, of course, to evolve the sound of bass. Uh, it uh, is not a secret that we have been very inspired by uh, the Stockholm Swedish death metal scene and uh, and also the American uh, death metal scene. So we have tried to on this album to. Uh, to experience and, and dig in, focus more on the songwriting process and, uh, you know, to experiment a bit more, as well as trying to um, to do some, to work with some more, uh, how do you say, um, s- some more rememberable songs, some... Um, Songs you will remember, you know. I don't, I don't remember the word for it. Um, uh, more catchy, I guess so. We've listened a lot to uh, to a Carcass album called uh, Heart Work uh, at uh-huh. this time, and uh, it's pretty much inspired. Also, I heard that on repeat as well, and and try to to inspire be inspired by by the yeah by the composers uh, uh, from from that uh, album as well also we have um, you know it's it's album 3 and uh, you have to reach some kind of um, i know i don't know if it's a, like an a, a written rule or anything like that but i i believe it, you have to reach some kind of breakthrough with the record three or four at the, at that time. I think with success quite, a, uh, quite, uh, quite some time, we've reached like a balance between something that is more based sounding than anything other and uh, also quite experimental, but also uh, some quite catchy tunes as well, <laughs> which is pretty solid for, you know, the, the easy listening uh, um, a death metal fan, you know. <laughs> easy listening. We've got a sea of vomit for for easy listening and purification through mutilation, towers of yeah. suffocation. My yeah, my, exactly. <laughs> my, my goodness gracious! Actually, true story. When um, the label had reached out to me, mm-hmm. and they said, "Hey, you know, uh, for fans of you mentioned like Swedish and and uh, American stuff, so for fans of Entombed and Morbid Angel," and I was like, "Okay, cool." Gave you guys a listen, and I was like, man, I am getting some, what did I say? Serious Morbid Angel vibes on Abattoir. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I, I, I won't even doubt you or anything like that. There's definitely some, some um, especially like the, the drum, the, the bass drum pattern is, is, is remarkable. But uh, I also think there are some different uh, vibes as well. I believe that there is a lot of inspiration from from also, as I said before, the carcass thing and the more melodic things in the song are also uh, kind of inspired by 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 the carcass. Um, so I, I I know what you mean, but um, and and of course you you can't do you can't doubt. Um, we we do not like resent any one of, of our heroes or what we are bands we are inspired of but I definitely also think there are some uh, some original things that are quite more uh, us sounding uh, at least mm-hmm. yeah I agree I'm actually looking up uh, heart work the funny thing is is uh, mm-hmm. I always hear about surgical steel because everybody yeah. you know loves loves that album and oh, how do I get my guitars to sound like that like I don't know 
be that guy. <laughs> be, that, be that guy. Sit down and rehearse, man. Yeah. <laughs> Pick uh, it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I really like that album. Surgical Steel as well was also my actual introduction into Carcass, um, which is kind of like I always seem to to um, yeah to put put those two albums in front of each other, and I was like, I kind of like I kind of like the drum because it's it's more sloppy on the hard work, and and it's it's more definitely more like. Um, I wouldn't say like machine kind of robotic on on the on the surgical steel. It's it's quite more like uh, steel, but I li- I just like the drum stuff on on hard work because it's it's a bit sloppy, but it sounds like a fucking human that actually plays those drums and uh, without any click tracks. And that's also the point of of our album, the third album, Necro Sabians. It's it's done without a click track. It's completely with the you know, natural listening to each other and uh, a guy who counts to three uh, on the drums and then just go boom. And I think that's completely charming also with with the with hard work and the way that that is done. Um, pretty uh, organic, pr- well-produced uh, album and sounds like a band loving to play together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Exactly. No electronic drum kits here just to get MIDI notes so that you could replace it later. Exactly. With all these clean, precise hits, and then everybody goes, man, how did they get the snare to sound like that? Like, I don't know, it's snare number 10. Just go find snare number 10. <laughs> exactly. Go <laughs> find it, click it up, yeah. there you go. For there the you boy. Go. <laughs> yeah, velocity all the way up, you're done. Yeah, Exactly. Cool. No, no, we we know the talents of our drummer. Sebastian is 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 he's a hardworking drummer and he's, he's sweating his ass off. Uh, and I think he dropped like five kilos uh, being in the studio because he was he was playing his guts out. Um, it's it's uh, amazing to to watch that guy uh, play the drums. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to play live and especially with that guy because he's beating the shit out of himself and the drums or at least mm-hmm. exactly it'll be a sea of vomit when he's done yeah Sweet. exactly all right well simon we chatted about everything denmark mm-hmm. we chatted about success and having ambition and goals as a band we chatted yeah. about live energy and recording yes we chatted about the music video for genesis music video for meat hook massacre we chatted about uh the third album necro sapiens yes I think we chatted about everything, unless there's something I missed. Was there something we were supposed to chat about, Simon? Uh, I don't know. Um, we appeared. Actually, we have been uh, a band that has had the beautiful opportunity to actually play live uh, um, the day before we released the album, we played on national uh, broadcast television uh, uh, and at an award show. We have a, a Danish music magazine called uh, Gaffa, uh, which hosts the Gaffa Awards uh, and um, uh, worships the Danish music scene and uh, and it, in its success in its all. And uh, we had the opportunity to perform live um, at that show, and for that we feel very grateful. And um, 
we have a video out as well uh, performing Genesis from that show. I think people should check it out. We also have a rum. Uh, we've had a lot of time uh, being in lockdown. And um, if people are interested in spirits and rum, for instance, we, uh, we sell these things on our website if they're interested do in you, spirits. Do you ship to Canada? Yes, we do. Okay. We ship worldwide. Okay, because my wife loves rum. She's actually in the room, the other room right now. Uh, awesome. She would love this one. We um, This is a special one. This is an, uh, uh, a rum from El Salvador. But uh, the other rum we have, this is sold out because it's it's we had only 100 of these and they just got ripped away. Um, so we have another rum. It's, it's a Venezuelan uh, rum. It's, it's a kind of a standard, uh, uh, but still high quality rum um, made on, I believe, uh, molasses. When you produce rum, you produce it out from different kinds of sugar canes. And this is from a molasses, I guess so. I'm not an expert or anything like that. But, uh, yep. Rum is. I think she would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, molasses is another. Bi- I'm a chef, so this is why I know this because I learned about it in school. Oh yeah, uh, molasses is a byproduct of the sugar caning process, and so is rum. Yes. Yeah. Groovy. All right. Sweet. We'll go ahead and add that to the list, and I'll mention it to the misses. And I've got the website right now for Gaffa, um, and it's asking me questions. Will Gurney visit notification blocker or? No, 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 no. No, no, no. I actually understand. <laughs> that, that's the regular uh, uh, cookie, uh, you know. <laughs> um, Beautiful. It's uh, it's it's on YouTube. Uh, if it's easier for you to um, to to find it, of course, there would probably be an irritating or annoying ad that you have to skip first of all. But uh, after that, it's uh, pure fucking evil. <laughs> cool. I will look for it and I'll put it in the show notes down below. But. Uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock and Roll Podcast today, Simon. My, my pleasure. Nice talking to you. Mm-hmm.